Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode of Listen Now is brought to you by me, Matt Stewart, and my 2020 live comedy show, Monkey House, at the Brisbane Comedy Festival at the Powerhouse from the 10th to the 15th of March, and then back home to Melbourne for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival at the Victoria Hotel from the 26th of March till the 19th of April. And you can grab tickets now with the discount code PODCAST via mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. That's mattstewartcomedy.com slash gigs. There'll be a link in the show description. Use the discount code PODCAST and let's have a bloody good time together. Now, on with the show. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Listen Now, the podcast where we go through the back catalogues of some of the most important and rockin'est bands of all time, starting with Australian pub rock legends Cold Chisel. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam Tonkin. G'day, g'day. Welcome, Sam. Welcome, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Smoother than ever. uh, We're well practiced now. So well practiced. Uh, I'm pumped up for this week's episode. Yes. We're talking about the 2015 album of Cold Chisel, obviously. (laughs) The Perfect Crime. So recent. Yeah, it is. Five years ago now? I was talking about it last week. It's fresh. It is fresh, and it feels fresh. feels fresh. But I talked about it a little bit last week. I was sort of nervous about getting to these more recent albums, worrying mm-hmm. that they would maybe let down the legacy. But um, I found that not to be the case. They've carried on through. Have you, were you uh, when you saw the name of this album? Did you think what is the perfect crime? I did wonder. Well, Matt. that is perfect <laughs> <laughs> because coldchisel.com, the official website of the band, uh, lists an answer here, uh, which reads quite sincerely: "What is the perfect crime?" It is an act so thoroughly planned and carefully executed that no evidence exists that can indicate the perpetrator. Such crimes tend to be extremely rare. This is The Perfect Crime by Cold Chisel, 2015. It is, by the band's own admission, the most rock and roll album they've ever made. But that goes nowhere near telling the whole story. There are also elements of jazz, rockabilly, pop, Latino, surf rock. Bit of rockabilly? (laughs) Bit of rockabilly. (laughs) (laughs) Blues, even disco. I don't know if I noticed uh, the disco. I don't know if I feel good about the disco. It's more diverse than any previous Cold Chisel work. I'm not 100% sure about that either. But mm. yes, the fact remains, The Perfect Crime is the most rock and roll album the band has ever made. Yeah, we'll have something to say about that in a 10, 15 odd minutes or so. Yes, we will. <laughs> Do you what? any instant thoughts? Um, this So this one, I hadn't heard any of it. Um, I was entirely we unfamiliar with it as well. Getting ready to record this album, uh, this album, our best of coming <laughs> up next. Uh, this episode. <laughs> yeah, I was um, the same, and I didn't recognize any of the song names when I was flicking through it all. Didn't recognize any of the tracks, so I don't know. It seemed to have um, done all right. Like a critical reception seemed to be okay. Yeah. It sold pretty well. Um, weekly charts peaked at number two in Australia, number seven in New Zealand. Uh, end of year charts ended at forty seven. Could not tell you what the singles were, if any. Don't uh, know. Well, funnily enough, was the the album closer lost on oh. the on the normal version? There's a couple of bonus tracks on a special edition as well. But I think we're just going to talk about the thirteen track. Good, because I did not listen to the other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, thirteen. And I think maybe lost the single is it? Uh, maybe I had heard that. Somewhere along the way, I think it even maybe it just cracked the top hundred on the singles chart. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, it did number ninety two. I, I love the album cover of this. It's a yeah, it's a cool cover. It's a how would you describe that? It's a, what's it's a classic sort of car. Looks like a probably a seventies Chrysler or something. I, I don't. I'm not. It looks like a blue car to me. I'm not good with cars. Lights on, night time. It's One been of the doors aban- is open. Doors open, abandoned on a what looks like a country road. But the brake lights are on. 
Ah, interesting. Have they got a brick down or are we, they... We need the story behind the... Uh... Someone's just... <laughs> Do you think... Someone's maybe... just put a brick on it and run. <laughs> Which is the end? How you end a perfect crime? <gasps> oh, we've solved it. Oh, not so perfect now, is it? The brick did it. (laughs) (laughs) And he would have got away with it too. (laughs) If it weren't for you, Messling. That was going to be really good. Honestly, that was going to be really good. Yep. But definitely not predictable. Not at the end. No. Not at the end. It was not really good. We're going to play it and pretend it didn't. You would have got away with it too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to read out a review. I've found a bunch of reviews. That's one of the cool things about the more recent albums is there's way more info on them online, way more reviews, that sort of stuff. Because the internet existed by this stage. Yeah, all sorts of random blogs and whatnot. (laughs) Uh, This one's called theupsidenews.com, and the review goes as such. Uh, Do we have a name attached to this? Matthew Trainer. Right, because obviously our man Adrian's up. Adrian's is still up. Still missing in action. Still has not responded to LinkedIn. Come on, Zup. Mr. Zup. I'm starting to fifth the worst. Jeez, I hope he's okay. <gasps> I hope he hasn't been the uh, victim of a perfect crime. Oh, no. Uh, so, I really fucked that up too. <laughs> <laughs> trainer writes, it must have been tempting for Cold Chisel in its second iteration to trade solely on past glories. A greatest hits tour every couple of years to please the fans and earn some coin courtesy of the nostalgia bandwagon. Very pleasing to the fans. Instead, staying true to the hardworking pub rock ethos that made them, Chisel have committed to putting out new music. This is not without risk. The band's considerable legacy and iconic status would be seriously undermined if the fresh material just didn't stack up. I guess that was, that was my fear too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we should mention this is the first album uh, post Steve Presswich. Yes. This is passing and yep. Charlie Drayton becoming the full-time, full-time. drummer. Uh, Trainer goes on to say, thankfully the songs on The Perfect Crime work a treat. And considering the musical and songwriting talent here, we shouldn't really be surprised. That's why they were so loved in the first place. This is a full-tilt rock and roll album. It's loud, fast, and dirty, barely allowing the listener to pause for breath. But there's also the subtly sophisticated songwriting that we've come to expect from Don Walker and Co. Our boy. Making this a consistently satisfying album. Mm. Well, listen, sometimes I just change words. <laughs> <laughs> I've just read album, but it's listen. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's I could have inc- I could have got away with that. It would have been. <laughs> <laughs> with precision and clarity in the sound production, the record has a real freshness and energy about it. And while the band have matured, evolving in small ways, they stay true to who they are, who they were from the beginning. No cringe-inducing moments following the fashion of the day here. No crisis of identity. Just an outfit who are supremely relaxed and confident in who they are and executing this very well. Alone For You opens the album with Jimmy Barnes growling the line, I wake up in the morning, feel like shit. (laughs) That's how he says it. That's not how I would it say is shit. actually. Feel <laughs> like, like shit. shit. <laughs> it's, an inter- uh, it's an arresting gambit that sets the gritty, honest tone of the album. This is not going to be some sanitized, radio-friendly out- outing. Hell no. If anyone was coming here expecting that. <laughs> you can fuck off. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> if Barnsley was here, he'd tell you to fuck off. He, he'd want to smash you. Barnsley, is that? Is he I coming over? Uh, actually... I haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> Barnsley, take it down a notch, Barnsley. <laughs> Calm down, mate. It's only Thursday. There he is. Barnsley, all right. It's good to, good to see you. Good there. to see you, Barnsley. Good to see you, Barnsley. Better okay. Better okay. Uh. For the most part, we get dirty barroom blues rock, telling oh, stories that offer warts and all observations, Ooh. emanating from the pen of Don Walker. Four in the morning, the Toast of Paris and the title track are the highlights of this particular vein. But Chisel are adept enough in their craft to change it up occasionally, adding a pleasing variety to the record. The Walker Moss Small collaboration, Mexican Wedding, is the big counterpoint of the album, with the band hitting a fun Latin groove. Ooh. That is like, that is... 
of all the tracks on the album, that probably is stands out as the most different. Yeah, I would agree. And maybe that's when when they were talking about the most variety. That song probably maybe pushes it towards it's, that. Yeah, in way. a very uh, maybe in their whole back catalog, that's one of the ones that doesn't really have that in the disco from the start of twentieth century. Yeah, that's true. They don't really have peers. No, they in are terms of sound, standalone. The one on twentieth century is standalone in the uh, corner. Mexican <laughs> wedding, I do in, probably enjoy a little bit more, but. Oh, quite a lot more, actually, <laughs> than its 20th century counterpart. Uh, all Hell Broke Loose. Oh, it's, he's he's written that wrong. Oh. It's All Hell Broke Loosey. Anyway, written by Barnes. I'm having to do bloody uh, okay. editing on the go here for <laughs> Matthew Trainer. Uh, blogging is, is he's, tough. He's just in training. Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe. <laughs> all Hell Broke Loosey, written by Barnes and his son-in-law, Ben Roger. Could have been the band's standard narrative fair, but throw in a meaty horn section and suddenly Chisel is sounding like the E Street Band. I do love a meaty horn section. That is a, I love a meaty horn. <laughs> this song gave me a meaty horn. <laughs> big, <laughs> big fan of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Long Dark Road is a slow burner, a rare moment on the album where the frenetic pace is pulled back, building to some fantastic guitar work from Ian Moss at the end. I didn't mean to pronounce fantastic that way, but I like that I did. That's where you're Fantastic. Fantastic. I thought my pronunciation there was fantastic. Your pronunciation. Uh, pronunciation. Uh, pronunciation. Pronunciation. The album, pronunciation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The album closes out with Lost, also the lead single. It's the only attempt here at a rock ballad and makes for an apt ending. Hmm. Simple construction, big build-up, and a massive Barnsley vocal. Excellent. It's an anthem deserving of a stadium sing-along on the band's current tour. Oh, on the band's current tour, whatever that may be. Yeah, whatever, whichever uh, re- John Farnham version. <laughs> Cold- What's it called? The last, the last time. I was going to say The Last Stand. That was Cold Chisel. That was Cold Chisel. Oh and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this I'm on the broken. show before. Farnsey never said it was going to be his last. It was called <laughs> The Last Time. I love time. bringing this up. <laughs> <laughs> but he never said it was going to be the last live tour he did. Just the last headlining stadium tour. Yeah. Arena tour. Where else would he play though? He's not going to play it like. The but he, he's, he's done co-headline. The ones shit. that people give him shit about is like when he does a co-headline tour. Uh. But he, he's. I'd love to see him at the ESPY. He'd blow the. Uh, Fuck, that'd be sick. He'd blow the windows out the joint. You know Jess Perkins from the Do Go On podcast. Matt's other podcast, Do Go On. Look it up. It's really good. She, she had a work and she a few years ago she worked for some uh, company. I forget what it was, but it was uh. like a big um, website company. Yeah. And their end of year Christmas party. Had a secret. Oh, I think mu- did she talk act. about this? Maybe when she was on our one of our episodes. She might have, yeah. And it was it was ended up being Fonzie. Amazing. How much money would he? I think she even. Oh, I can't it remember. Been, My memory shit out. She said that was they had a bagpiper and everything. That amazing. Oh, bless. And everyone lost their shit. I would love shit. A bagpiper. <laughs> their shit. Wake up in the morning, and lost my shit. shit. The review goes on. Cold Chisel <laughs> are a national treasure. And we should be grateful that they are still making music. Very defensive there, yeah. trainer. <laughs> we right, we are grateful. That's, that's We're all grateful. Fine. We're here. We're here for you. The LP finds them in excellent form with Barnes, Walker, Small and Moss at the top of their game and Charlie Drayton doing a fine job in place of the late Steve Presswich behind the drum kit. The drumming's awesome. I yeah. Like, I'm, it's banging. Yeah. Uh, it feels like they did not miss a beat, so to speak, with, yeah. the, with the drumming. FM radio may be awash with Flame Trees, Cheap Wine and K-San. Right. K-San. 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 Oh, my goodness. Shit. How have we not figured this out yet? <laughs> <laughs> Pronouncing like shit. <laughs> but as great as those established numbers are, because for those who don't, for the international listeners, Australian classic rock and classic hit radio still plays those songs and a, and a few others from the original era of culture of every keys. day. Yep. You'd be unlikely to listen to. On uh, Triple M. Triple M. Yep. Uh, and not hear a bit of chisel. Although I've I flicked through chisel, uh, triple M, <laughs> chisel, chisel M. Chisel. I mean, you're not wrong. And they've they've been playing uh, some of the Blood Moon tracks, the new Have tracks. They? Like, yeah, which is there's cool. a there's a general rule that my uh, fiance and I go by. Oh, hello! That's yeah. a new thing. Surprise! I got engaged <laughs> over Christmas. Um, but we have a rule that if you are listening to Triple M and you don't hear Cold Chisel, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um or Foo Fighters, yeah. you're not actually listening to Triple M. Right. Triple M. Triple M. If you go, you could increase your odds by saying Dave Grohl, 
Because you're going to oh, hear... Oh, Nirvana could pop up. Nirvana or Quatza. Yep. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, not not any Quatza. There's only one song that's they would play. No one I knows. think that's the only song that they play. Yep. Um, uh, and probably, yeah, a handful. Or Pearl Jam. Don't call oh, yeah. me down. All good stuff. Bang on. All good stuff. Uh, anyway, so they say FM radio may be awash with the classic hits. Yep. Uh, but listeners deserve to hear the. Ma- I mean, I'm fixing something. He says listeners deserve hear the material oh, <laughs> on the perfect crime. No one's spell checked this. They've not checked it for grammar, <laughs> syntax. I the never s- understood what syntax. I don't know was. what it means, but I think someone should be checking it. Yep. I'm confident of that. <laughs> syntax is shit. <laughs> <laughs> the songs stack up very well against the older material, but have the advantage of freshness and variety. Uh, which the old like. That's it. Come on, Matthew. You're getting confused if you don't think the old material also had variety. Yep. They've always... Bit of reggae. <laughs> bit of reggae. <laughs> bit of reggae. <laughs> uh, so that, that's a review by Matthew Trainer. Like the review, it almost sounds like it's more of a... It's like the um, ad copy for the album, but yep. it, I agree uh, with it as well. Oh, it says... I love this because I wasn't following these. two. They toured and... I mean, this is the thing that breaks out. Five years ago, I could have seen him in concert, and they were supported by uh, Grinspoon. Oh, fuck. Don't. Oh, why would you tell me that? <laughs> that's a bummer. Anyway, that's that's the review. Bit of a bummer. Um, <laughs> I've also found at the same time, Don Walker was interviewed by Michael Dwyer, Dwyer for the Sydney Morning Herald. So I thought maybe I could read a bit of this to give a bit of context. Yeah. Bit I of context. A- bit of- <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, I also have a couple of very short. Um, yeah, hit, hit I, us. I can't remember Jump what I'm in. trying to say anymore. Reviews. I've got excited. Well, Give me some of your reviews. It's bloody eight o'clock at night and eight apparently at night. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> I am struggling. Um, I just One of the super, super short ones that I saw was by The Australian. Declared the album a typical contribution from Cold Chisel, but my favourite quote from it uh, it features Jimmy Barnes screaming like a Tirana doing a burnout on blown tires. <laughs> How good is that? That's great. His voice is sick on this. It's very good. And it, it's, it's a little bit different from No Plans. It feels like it's... A little bit different. It's on a real journey. <laughs> um, but then Rolling Stone Australia, uh, the first song was said to slam in at a full tilt. Don Walker hammering a low left-hand boogie while Jimmy Barnes exercises a newfound clarity in his upper register. Yeah. Which I definitely would agree with. Yeah, He's hitting yeah. notes harder and clearer than he has in the vodka-fueled days of right. gone by. So, yeah, I forget where – because he, he drank – for a long time. He's an alcoholic, basically. Yeah, alcoholic. Well, he's just addicted to a lot of things yeah. to essentially repress his awful childhood. Yeah, when there, there were stories, was it in his book where he talked about he was going to rehab, he was flying around. We've probably talked about this before. We did And he had solo. some pills and some other stuff in him, so he took them on the plane on the, plane on the way to, to rehab. rehab yep. So he's, <laughs> he's buzzing on the plane just sitting there. What are we? You'd really get the crossword done quick. Whatever you do. It wouldn't be accurate, but it'd be done quick. Yeah. <laughs> Each thing would be, I love you, I yeah. love everything. Just like a random, like, X's here and there. What does this backwards C squiggle cross thing mean? <laughs> That's the right answer. It means everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, they were they were great little snippets. We have to see this is how big are the shoes of Adrian's up that we have to we read have to multiple reviews multiple. to fill. If anyone's found out what's up with Zup, please let us know. Please let us know. We're concerned. We are. Um, So, uh, so I'll I'll tell you a bit of uh, what um, what Dom was talking about in this interview. They're talking about partly because the the with the car on the front cover Mm. and how their lyrics are often talking about being on the move and stuff. Yep. I'm jumping in sort of halfway through this interview. He says, "I love driving." The great Australian band's chief songwriter concedes. In the past, I love how you had to concede that. In the past, I spent a lot of time writing while I was driving. Don't do a lot of it now. Most recently, I've used my driving time for listening. I never get a chance to listen to anything at home. Uh, Chuck Berry has been his choice of late on frequent runs from his Sydney home up to Newcastle. if you, this is quoting him again, if you want to take a year out and go and rediscover some, rediscover some genius somewhere, just go and get a Chuck Berry best of. Mm. The influence of the automobile-loving rock and roll pioneer from St. Louis. I always forget, is it St. Louis? It is St. Louis, not St. Louis. 
sometimes it's spelt it's always spelt Lewis, but sometimes it's maybe the French say it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, no, it's is it got an S on the end? It does. It's Lewis. Okay. Louis does. I think doesn't like. Oh, I thought it only had an E. Oh no, no you're probably. I'm not. overthinking it now. I know. I think general rule Americans pronouncing phonetically. Yeah. Anyway, so the rock and roll pioneer from St. Louis is not obscure on Cold Chisel's new album, The Perfect Crime. That's the one with the car on the cover. Yes. <laughs> it might be the most rock and roll album this band has made. Walker reckons, <laughs> I've pronounced, I've, was that syntax? Was that a syntax there? <laughs> it might be the most rock and roll album this band has made, Walker reckons, in their 40 odd years together and apart. Uh, quote, Cold Chisel does a wide range of stuff, but originally Cold Chisel was a bluesy rock band. I just thought it would be good to do something that focused on that. What he doesn't say, maybe, because it's pretty much on the record anyway, is that the band's last album, No Plans, wasn't quite ready for a rockin' good time. Sing- singer Jimmy Barnes acknowledges that the sudden passing of drummer Steve Presswich in January t- 2011 in that album's early stages naturally entailed a bout of introspection for all concerned. Uh, with guitarist Ian Moss and bassist Phil Small, the hard decision to continue was made, and new drummer Charlie Drayton. I mean, we've covered a lot of this in the, in the last episode. episode. Um, uh, do I skip through some of this? Um, so, um, getting out after the No Plans album, doing the Light like the Nitro tour, mm-hmm. which was 36 or so shows, playing in front of hundreds of thousands of people across the tour. Mm. And in the process of playing the songs from that album and the old songs too, we became a band again, Barnsley said. Oh. Uh, that's why we wanted to get back into the studio again fairly quickly, explains. Now that we sound like a group, we wanted to write songs and play songs and make the next record accordingly. The Perfect Crime sounds like a band in peak condition. Alone for You slams in like a gang cruising for trouble on a Saturday night. The backroom finds it in a bar. Come Mocus Motors. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> this is a gift. Excellent. The, the back room finds it in a Barcum motorcycle shed. Barcum. It is, yeah, the I'm back sure room, it's full of. Barcum. Mm. Motorcycle shed under some railway bridge only coal truck drivers <laughs> know about. Holy shit. That's painting a real specific picture. It's no cum thumper, but it's a uh, Barcum. Yeah, cum what? motorcycle. <laughs> Barcum motorcycle. Uh, Walker's peerless eye for a, a volatile small-time drama in some seedy motel, bus shelter, or strip joint is here in spades. But as on the best Chisel albums, there's a house, a full house of writers on the lookout. Barnes hits the accelerator with All Hell Broke Lucy, drawn from a true story of the woman hanged at, a, at the jail near his Baruma property. I think she was the first woman hung in Australia. I think you're right, yeah. Uh, Moss brings the sleazy funk of Shoot the Moon, Small sketches another highway out of hell in Get Lucky. All told, it's an album seemingly made for the inevitable road trip to follow, which kicks off on Friday nights uh, in the fumes of the Denny Ute muster in Dunedin. Oh, wowee. And meets the checkered flag in Sydney just before Christmas. Hectic. Um, yeah, <clears throat> and they go on to talk a bit about the tour and that sort of stuff. But anyway, I think maybe that's enough reviewing and maybe we should Review go on. through some of the, these tracks. I'm just going to chuck in a little fun fact here. Barnes has said that this album was easy to make largely because it was the first he had recorded sober. Right. So in all of the albums that wow. we've talked about thus far, this, this is the, the first time he's first recording he sober. sober. I wonder if that includes live albums because I think you mentioned that Ringside might have been in oh. a break. But maybe it wasn't. Interesting. Maybe not. I think we mentioned that on that. We might have album, but uh, episode. But um, yeah, definitely uh, would believe that too. Well, yeah. that, that is very interesting. Oh, let's well, go first, through first first studio album recorded. Yes, perhaps definitely and potentially first one altogether, which is amazing. Mm. This far in eighth studio album, multiple you know f- decades into their career. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right. So the opening track 
was a loan for you. Uh, feeling like shit. Here we go. <laughs> What do you think of, about this as a an opener? It's a uh, I like the dirty piano. Yeah. What about it? The groove. It's a uh, it's not as <clears throat> it's not, not as fast paced. Yeah. Yeah, it's not groovier. as balls to the wall. Yeah, it is groovier is the right word. Uh, but I do like the piano in it. It's cool. I like that with Jimmy's voice too. Yeah. That's the opener. Fucking it's a cracking tune. Not then bad, not bad. The back room. This is the motorcycle. Come motorcycle. <laughs> you really hear the Chuck Berry in this. I like the backing vocals too. I never know how much to play. Yeah. I get stuck and I'm like, I just want to listen to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you just get into it. I love um, the... I don't know if I'm just noticing the pianos more or if Don's... Um, hitting them harder. Yeah. Well, because it's not always piano as well. Sometimes he favours uh, like a, an organ or a mm. keyboard. Synth. But this feels like real... Proper piano. Hammer on string yeah, sort of piano. Yeah, yep. Anyway, I want to keep playing this song, but I'll move on to the next yeah. one. There's some, there is some great backing vocals where it sounds like the whole band together are just yep. yelling at the mic from a distance. That's good. I like that. Uh, but that's a that's a cool tune. Then track three, all hell broke Lucy. Did you did did you have a chance to look up the true story just to get her name? He does mention in the song uh, Lucida. Her name I think. was Lucretia. Oh, Lucretia. Dunkley, the first woman hanged in Australia in 1843 at Barrymore Jail near Barnes's home. I really like this, and there's that meaty horn. The meaty horn. <laughs> oh, there it is. I really like this one. Oh. I'm reading about Lucretia and it's a, uh, it's a wild story. story. Yeah. So her husband Henry was hacked to death with an axe by his servant. Uh, the man who, uh, Martin Beach is his name, uh, he uh, beheaded Henry and then went to bed with Lucretia and the two enjoyed sex and alcohol until officers of the law disturbed their bliss. Holy the court shit. decided they were both equally steeped in blood and therefore both hanged. Uh, the two were apparently buried standing up so that they would never rest in peace and oh. their skulls were removed and remained locked from public view in the vaults of the Australian Museum. I reckon... Um, and also, she was pregnant and oh. they were unsure if the murderer or victim was her husband or her lover. They were, hanged her while, while pregnant. pregnant. Yep. Holy fuck. Yep. Hectic. Hectic. Holy shit. That sounds like an episode of my other podcast to go on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I, I don't know anything about that story. But no, it sounds fucked up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's wild. 
Isn't right. that weird? It's like you've killed him. Why are you like, we never want him to rest in peace? Yeah, isn't As it? As if it, like it's sort of, it just makes you sound a bit silly if you think <laughs> the rotting body in the ground. I reckon taking their skulls probably going to hurt that their chance hurt of resting in peace as I well mean, if you believe their body is actually. As well as 1842 though, so they thought fucking. Symbolic, was, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's wild. So that's what that song was about. <laughs> wow. Banging f- for opening three tracks, all crackers, and it doesn't stop there. The next one, <clears> The Perfect <throat> Crime, is the only track of this album that we saw live a few weeks back mm-hmm. uh, called The Perfect Crime, the, the title track. Sheets, the negative reveals. I wrote next to this, Proper Chisel. Yeah. The river meets the fields. Looking at the east, that sea, that thunderhead could be a thousand. Just waiting for that drop. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. Unreal. <laughs> Matt's dancing away. Cutting shapes. Cutting shapes. What is a big fish, little fish cardboard <laughs> box? <laughs> you can hear the drums mm. are very different here. Aren't yeah. They? I think um. Jimmy described Steve as a real rock drummer, whereas uh, Charlie's more of a bluesy. Right. So I was like, again, we think with this, I think we said last week Charlie brought his own flavor. Yes. Uh, he wasn't trying to replace Steve. He was just doing his own thing yep. with the band, and still works. Totally. Which yeah. is nice. I totally agree. I think that's the perfect thing. You wouldn't want to just have an imitator coming in. Nah. It's always a bit weird when that happens. I yep. reckon. Um, so this is a cool song. Uh, then we got Long Dark Road, which I think is a fucking banger. It's a builder, it's oh. a banger. What does this sound like? It sounds like a previous song. The piano. What piano is that? You know what I'm trying to think of, don't you? I, I do not. It's going to shit me now. I'm not being able to remember what it is. So this is another uh, Barnes, uh, Ben Rogers, written track. It's a builder. I'm stuck trying to remember what song I'm trying to think of. That piano at the start. Oh my god, I love this song. Uh, the next track, Four in the Morning, uh, is... It's so hard to think of a song when the other song is playing as well. Yep. That reminds you of it. I can never do it. Uh, if anyone at home or on the Has car or wherever you are knows what, what Sam's talking think about. Of. Uh, message in. Oh, fuck. What is it? Listen now pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at listennowpod at gmail.com. So the Perfect Crime title track and the next one, Four in the Morning, Don had released previously solo and apparently was a bit trepidatious. About... Trepidatious? Am I using that right? Am I saying that right? Yeah, trepidatious. And he say it loud enough, you'll never be trepidatious. <laughs> he, um, he, <laughs> he, did, he didn't want to, uh, he didn't think that it was right to re-release them as chisel songs, but he said the band was so enthusiastic about it that he got swept along. Swept up ride. in the emotion. And it's um, pretty funny because it ends up being the title track and yep. um, they play it, still play it live. So, uh, But the next one's called Four in the Morning. Love that bass. Yeah, that's good. Big feel small. Oh, I love that guitar too. Oh my god. It's a tough call to pick favourites off this album. Yeah, this is a tough one. This one, I kind of thought is... Jimmy's vocals sound a bit more like restrained. Right. Singing within himself a little bit. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I think that's... <clears throat> it's a, I mean, it's a different dimension mm. to what we've heard of his voice thus far. I quite like I like the... I quite like it, actually. Yeah. Mm. 
I think um, the, yeah, I wonder if, you know, when he, because he did a a few soul albums in the break between Chisel. Mm. Uh, I wonder if he he took on some of that stuff, just some of the smoothing out and singing within himself. And I don't know, his voice feels like it gets more and more dynamic as time goes on. Yeah. then the next track, The Mansion. So this one is based on a story. I think I read oh, yeah. that Don Walker was was he outside a pub? He was early um, in the morning. Yeah, he was. It was an incident in Kings Cross where Don was. He what basically watched a riot squad raid a brothel, uh, and they arrested an escaped prisoner. Uh, and then as <laughs> the prisoner was, I know it's or it's already wild. Yeah. As the prisoner was led away, the early morning drinkers at the Mansion's hotel serenaded him as as the jukebox played My Way. By Frank uh, Sinatra. Yeah, which they said, uh, Walker said later, Monty Python couldn't put this together. All these <laughs> drunks out on the sidewalk, the kind of people who are drinking at 7 a.m., bawling out, I did it my way. Fantastic. Amazing. All right, well, this is it. It's called The Mansions. Oh, it's dirty. Yeah. So that classic, <clears throat> it's a, you know, it's a classic bluesy Basically, you you know that song just hearing what so far you know what that song is. Yeah. But the, I mean, the story makes it fun. I think it's a it's a fun tune. But yeah, it's a it's uh not sort of breaking any sort of new ground at all. Not no. That it, yeah. But that's I think I wrote real bluesy. Not sure if I like it though. I like it, but it, yeah, it's just not like a it's it's um you know it almost sounds like a cover of a, a, yeah. a billion old songs, but yeah. with a a fun uh, story over the top of it. Next one, Toast to Paris. Another one I really like. Get, let me get up to this chorus. Here we go. They toast the Paris. No matter what they told ya. No matter what they told ya. Yeah, I really like that one. Uh, then we got Shoot the Moon. Shoot the Moon? Oh, hello. Toast of Paris again. Here's Shoot the Moon. This one I thought had some real early 90s vibes to it. Oh, yeah. Well, this is a a mossy written song. When it was, oh, is it? Well, you know when it was a bit like, kind of like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like bringing kind of funk rock to the forefront? This, I don't know why. This is what it made me think of. There's a couple of songs where he's done this where he he sings them, his guitar and his vocals uh, follow the same melody. Yeah. But it, it is it's a fun tune. I think, yeah, I think that one's very different. Uh, say, come fuck me, boots, though. Is that in this one? Yeah. yeah that makes me mossy, please. <laughs> Don't you reckon this has that real. Yeah, it's funky. Sure. It is, like, and, uh, like they said before, and I'm listening to it again now, the, the variations in. Stylistic variations stand out more than yep. a 
probably 20th century just, styles. Yeah. Just a little bit of everything. Still not sure. Where's the... I haven't heard the disco yet, I don't think. No, I haven't picked one yet. I don't know if I like this. I don't. I don't think I'm I do. I love that. I love this build and then pause and then. Yeah, this is just giving me. Well, it, it, if that one's stylistically different to what they normally do, then the next one is another also another step to the left called <clears throat> Mexican Wedding. Which I love. Do you know what this this guitar intro reminds me of? Is like early Kings of Leon. Oh, interesting. Don't know if anyone else is going to feel me there, but just that very first few notes was right. like real Kings of Leon styles to it. It was never ever easy. Going inside her yeah, this is very different. I really, I really like it. Um, then I feel like the next one, uh, Get Lucky. It's a big Phil Small, isn't it? Is it? Maybe his first that he's he wrote without a co-writing partner. Wasn't My Baby All Him? Yeah. No, sorry, first since. Oh. Then? I feel okay, like it might little... be. He's had a few co-writes since, but I feel like this might be a great drum intro. Mm. Charlie getting some real sun in this one. Yeah, I love that guitar sound so much. Again, this is one where you like driving down the highway music. Yeah. Is that just what Cold Chisel is to me? Driving Maybe. down the highway, Hume Highway, Cold Chisel, same. They're a driving band. They are a driving band. Behind those driving wheels. Oh, I love that guitar. I was um, I was reading that uh, Don Walker was saying that um, Big Phil Small doesn't he he doesn't he thinks he's a super talented writer and it just maybe it's like some level of confidence thing that he yeah. doesn't and he thinks it's a real shame that he hasn't written more songs. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. But also, he sort of um, insinuated that that the rest of the band kind of feel like that. He's like. My songs always uh, get a, a good run with the rest of the band, yeah, and there's a lot yep. of discussion about each other's and and um, different levels of confidence in. Other. But I think they've all proven themselves as to be having the ability to write cracking tunes. Uh, then we got Bus Station, second last track on the album. I think this album might be. I think I like every track on this album. This is probably the one I was thinking was the one I could cut, but I don't know. I reckon I, I reckon it's got something. Is it like a whole new Jimmy vocals? Mm. I reckon his microphone was turned down. I reckon I feel like his, his vocals haven't been as loud as they usually are. Oh, interesting. I know, it could just be me. Could be you, could be the microphone. <laughs> Maybe this is the disco one. It's not, it's not super disco-y. But there is a, yeah, this must be the... The one they were talking about when I think yeah, it Yeah, I mean, distantly maybe. Is it the... The guitar in the background's a bit like... And the backup singer sort of has a bit of a disco feel. Yeah, the backing vocals are very different. Mm. That's something brand new. And then the final track was the single, Lost. Co-written by Wes Carr. 
Yeah, that's an interesting one, isn't it? He was uh, he won an Australian Idol in 2008, the sixth season. And I think it's kind of yeah, the, which is makes you kind of want to write him off a bit mm. as a songwriting talent. But I, I kind of like how Don Walk because it'd be so easy for him to go. I don't necessarily want to take the Fun. chance of sort of diluting. Your cred uh, with a guy who has none. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, fun fact. But I fact, think this song proves that he, he's got songwriting talent. Uh, he was born and raised in Gawler, South Australia, which is on Adelaide's northern fringe, so he's another South Australian bloke. Ah, right. Uh, and he also took classes five nights a week at the Johnny Young Talent School. Where's Carr did? Yep. Bloody hell. I did not know that he's Johnny Young had a talent school. <laughs> He used to have a TV show called Johnny Young Talent, Talent Time. Time. I need that. I didn't realise he I had a talent that, school. Well, maybe I didn't know that either. When you said it, I'm like, that makes sense. That would have been connected somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just joking. Uh, so, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's, that, you know, that's a solid pop rock song. Uh, a bit slow for my liking, I think, if I'm being I think honest. I prefer it to maybe the one uh, All For You, maybe. No, I think I've known All For You for so long that right. it's... It's locked in. Yeah, so like, cause I've cause I listened to um, basically that one uh, greatest hits for so long that I that I had no concept of chronological timing yep. um, for all of the songs. So all the songs was just cold chisel for me. And then as we've found out how much later some of these songs are, I'm like really shocked by it. Like, yeah, well, it's funny to me. Yeah, that must change things so much. But my greatest hits only went up to their initial breakup. So wow. I had yeah, so that seventy-eight was restricted like albums from seventy-eight to eighty-three. Yeah, whereas so I such had a small right amount of time, and that what, even tripped me out that K San was seventy-eight and Flame Trees was eighty-three. I'm like, whoa! So I don't know why that, that tripped me out, but yeah, it's like they now release albums every five years. Yeah, back then they released, you know, one album every year, just about every almost. eighteen months. Yeah, geez, this is a really, really good album. I think. It's un- it's unfortunate that they're so consistently good because it makes it, it <laughs> makes my words seem empty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, picking two favorites of this is, I think this is my hardest one yet. I think my lock is Long Dark Road. I just think that was my standout on the album the whole way through, which is a Jimmy Barnes one as well. And I think maybe it's a it's a tough call, but I think. Uh, the other one that was the initial standout, um, so I'm probably going to stick with that. I think Get Lucky was making a, a last-minute dash. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with All Hell Broke Lucy and Long Dark Road, the two Barnsey nice. penned tunes. Um, I. But I, I do, I love this album. I See, this one, uh, I was with you in that it was a very consistent album, yep. but I wasn't... T- like particularly taken by right, any of the songs. Uh, again, I might just need to listen to it a lot more. Yeah, uh, I did give it a fair crack this week, but you know it's only been a week, pretty much. Um, but yeah, none of it. It's like not a good album. It's not a bad album. It's just an album that's interesting. In there. Yeah. So if you had to pick two, <clears throat> which you do have to, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would go with. Can I pick the perfect crime? I think so. Well, yeah. I mean, if if our rules are that it's nothing off the two greatest. main greatest oh, yeah. hits, this yep. was released afterwards. So fair. And I don't think the perfect crime was even a single. Lost was the single anyway. Yeah. Um, I'd go the perfect, the perfect crime because I thought it was a real cold chisel sounding song. Yep. Uh, and I'm tossing up either between the back room or long dark road. Back room's cracker. Um, long dark road, obviously. <laughs> I'm gonna go with very good. I'm as gonna well. go with Long Dark Road. For hey, the it's one of the few times that we we've agreed. Agreed. <laughs> I already forgot what I said. Long Dark Road. Right, I'm writing these down. If you can hear the clacking of my keyboard. And the perfect crime. Track four and five. The such perfect a crime. Great start, especially. I mean, four in the morning was the other one that was right up there. Uh, yeah, I I think this album is fantastic. You loved it. You have loved all of that. What's the lowest score you've given thus far? I think, I think the lowest. Given... I gave was maybe. Oh, um, I know what it is. It was and the self-title. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I stand by that. Really, a four? I th- as the lowest ranked album. 
I'm going to, before we do the final episode, I'm going to listen to them all 10 times each or something. Yep. And really uh, make sure I get this right. Yep. I haven't listened to the self-titled. That's one that I haven't been going back to at all. So Yeah, okay, fair. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it at the time. I remember giving it a four. Also, we didn't really know what the system was. I didn't know what I was comparing it to. You I hadn't yeah, really... you wanted to give yourself a bit of space exactly. and then ended up. I really liked spot, it. Yeah. I think four is still like would be one of your highest ranked scores, you know, uh, be in your top half. It would. Uh, you, yes. And you actually ranked it. You ranked it five. I so did. I ra- <laughs> and I know I, I will be changing that, I think. Actually, for the recap episode, are we going to re-rank our uh, – are we going to re- re-rate them or are we just going to rank them? Maybe rank them, but I guess it would make sense that we do both at the same time, seeing as – it would be weird to rank them out of order if the scores don't match up. True. Okay, we'll do both. Por qué no los dos? But, I mean, on another level, none of this matters that's, in any way. It's, to- this all matters. What do you mean? Oh, that's great. This is <laughs> this is life now, Matt. <laughs> well, it matters to me. I just mean in the greater scheme of things, probably no that's one fine. else You said what you said. It's I, fine. I spend- it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it means No, it means a lot to me, actually. <laughs> I think about um, this stuff way actually, too much. Actually... <laughs> I spend more time thinking about this than anything else. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Honestly, Cold Chisel is all I think about now. Yep. It's all I listen to. It's all I think about. Yep. Cold Chisel is life. Cold Chisel is life. Cold Chisel, please message us. <laughs> please be on our show. Please. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Cold Chisel, you should come on this show. <laughs> From one of our, if one of our 7 They've million listeners. Sitting patiently just listening going, why won't they invite us <laughs> on? <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Excellent. Um, what are you? What are you speaking of? Rankings? What are you? Or ratings? Oh, what are you I rate forgot it? that I had to. Um, well, I think oh, it's so tough. I put it very close to last week's no plans, mm-hmm. which I gave two and a half degrees of coldness. Yep. And I feel like I'm probably. I think I'm going to give it the same score. Two point five. I'm going to give it two point five again. Nice. Because uh, I, I, I was listening to these two in tandem yep. over the Christmas break. Yeah. And uh, it went, I, this one I liked more early mm-hmm. and then no plan sort of leapfrogged. Oh, yeah. and I started liking started it more. Growing on you. And it's yep. kind of gone back and forth a bit. Interesting. So it would have depended on the week you asked me, which I think is why I'm going to give them equal score because they, they yeah, it was neck and neck down, yeah, the, the, down the strait of Flemington. Um. <laughs> It's a euphemism. It's a Everyone will understand. Euphemism? It's a racing. It's a racing analogy. Reference? Yes. Syntax. It's a syntax. <laughs> a little bit of syntax. <laughs> and I would have got away with it too. <laughs> um, I am going to upset you probably and give it a five, which is just because I just didn't find it particularly interesting. Similar to Last Wave of Summer, it I didn't, just didn't I, find it right. particularly interesting. Yeah, and everyone... Not bad, not bad. Everyone deserves an opinion. Some of them are wrong, but everyone <laughs> deserves their own opinion. I I find it, like, hard to describe this album as uninteresting. The the big meat horn... There is a meaty horn all hell there. broke Lucy. Uh, the, you know, you got the, the Latino stylings of Mexican, Mexican wedding. Wedding. Get lucky with that chunky sound. Um, Do you know why I wonder if um, this is the first album that I haven't recognised a single song on? Oh, uh, yeah. And I, and I wonder if that lack of familiarity affects my feelings I, I about it. I think you are a big, you need a hook in, which is yeah. what the singles do best. Yeah. Like one of the main jobs is to give you an, a way into an album. Yeah. And if it's a skill, I got the skill of going in cold and being able to love an album. Yeah. Whereas I need I need a bit of summon summon to get me going, you know? I'm actually going to go so far as to say that that is not a skill, what I just described. <laughs> 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 so, well, anyway, I think uh, I, I'm looking forward to um, putting these on into an order at some point just because it means I get to listen to them all so much again. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're down to one last we studio one album, album next left. week. Oh, what the fuck? I'm almost... That's come up real fast. Yeah, it has. Jesus. Somehow that makes me feel a little little sad. A little bit sad. How many episodes have we done now? I think this might be episode 16 maybe. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow, that came up so fast. It did. It feels like only 20 years ago that we first discussed this idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that brings us to the... The time of the episode where we open the letters to Alan Bag. 
All right. This week on our from our letters, uh, we've got two people have written to us for a second time, which oh, is fun. Lovely. Um, You've basically got pen pals now. I, it is. Without, it's, it's more like key pals, isn't yeah. it? Because it's like not, key not pals. typing. Yeah. Oh, it is not a with a pen. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I've, I think so. I've lost the plot today. <laughs> so they um, have emailed via uh, listennowpod at gmail.com. Nailed it. Um, the first is from Tanner Nordstrom Young, uh, who is from Calgary, uh, and he's written to us once before, and he says, hey again, Sam and Matt, ever since you introduced me to Bar- Barnsley's screaming in Big Enough, should we re- should we just have a quick recap of that? Yeah, well, you keep, you keep reading and I'll see um, if he's coming over the hill Since somewhere. you've introduced it to me, it keeps popping up in my life. While at the Calgary Flames hockey la- game last night... Uh, during a make some noise segment on the big screen, who else would they have to set the example but Barnsey? Go fl- go flames. My wife and I immediately recognised it and lost our minds. Thank you for bringing such joy <laughs> into my life. Amazing. <laughs> Barnsey, what do you think of that anecdote? Barnsey? Are you there? Oh, there he is. Dancing of this track is all on the shoulders, I reckon. It is. It's only shoulders. Shoulders, shoulders up and, and shapes. <laughs> shoulders and shapes. <laughs> Holy shit. Amazing. Never not good. No. It is life. Uh, the other one is from Elliot, uh, who is the person asking us for some uh, hot tips how to piss off his friend who's a cold chisel, oh, yes. avid cold chisel Does fan. Does he have an update? Uh, hey guys, thanks so much for reading out my letter today. I took your suggestion to my friend and this was the response I got. And he sent us a screenshot of a WhatsApp conversation where Elliot has said, Breakfast at Sweethearts is a great cold chisel album. Luke replies, fuck off. Uh, I think you mentioned that the other week, but that's great. I did. I thought it was worth, worth, worth re-mentioning. Worth recapping. Officially. Um, I'll see what else I can get out of him. You reading the letter was especially funny because it came immediately after you were complaining about a particularly vocal listener who does not like the Jimmy screaming drops. I am 99.9% per <laughs> that that person is the same friend this letter was about. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> and we've played the screaming cowboy twice this episode. Oh, sorry, um, Luke. I don't think he's listened to this episode yet, but I'm sure to hear about it when he does. <laughs> Incidentally, he really recommended the podcast to me and said you were both really nice and enjoyed listening to you discovering more about the band. Um I heard in the last step that you were thinking about doing Midnight Oil in the future. I work for Sony and have been working with the band internationally for a few years now. They're incredibly lovely people and a great band who well deserve some more long-form podcasting. All the best with the cast. Oh, wow. Elliot, if we... I swear to God, Elliot, you Elliot. name dropped. You have name dropped. <laughs> Elliot. If, if we do Midnight Oil at some stage, potentially, later this year even maybe, polls to come... You better bloody hook us up with the band or at least let them know that we love them enough to podcast about Hell them. Hell yeah. Holy But also shit. get us in touch with uh, Peter Garrett because that'd be fucking sick. I'd could you be... imagine? I don't know. I don't know if I could handle No, do it. We'll, we'll do it. I'll have a few beers. Get me in touch with any of them. Um, they're all so cool <laughs> and great. I love them all. We're having a minor freak out just oh at God. the thought of it. <laughs> Works for Sony. That's like that's the one of the biggest record labels in the in the world. Elliot, if you have any other... Elliot. This is the Elliot episode, everyone. We will rename it the Elliot episode. Elliot, CC, Elliot, please. Mr. Sony friend. Reach out, Elliot. Hook us the bloody hell up. Uh, thank you so please much and for thank you. writing into the letter bag. Elliot, what a beautiful moment uh, to, to, for you to reach out. That was beautiful. We're reaching back out to you. We are returning. We've seen your email and we have re- responded with comments. Yes. Not with email because no. I have not done that yet. But thank you so much for uh, getting in touch and uh, anyone else can do that. If they want to get into the bag, uh, you can do that. <laughs> what was it again? Listen, Listen now, now pod. pod at gmail.com. And that's also our handle on all social medias or at least the big three yeah, the for big old three. people. Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. I mean, <laughs> Twitter. Uh, Listen now pod. Hit us up at any of the above. I try and post semi-regularly. Harass me if I need to post more. Harass. 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 Anyway, I think that brings us into the bloody episode. The bloody episode indeed. In and out like a thief in the night. Ah, the (laughs) perfect crime. (laughs) (laughs) And I would have got away with it too if it weren't for Big Phil Small. Anyhow, goodbye, Astrid. Goodbye. Goodbye.
podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's, it's up to you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.